I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers on the female body, self-improvement or obsession. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can find me and follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Lisa Evers. And you can also catch up on all of our Street Soldiers shows, both Hot 97 and Fox 5 TV, free of charge on my website, lisaevers.com. Now, in this episode, we're taking a big picture look at all the emphasis on female body images, hair care, skin care, cosmetic procedures, surgery, and everything else that we do to look good and look better. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. And with camera phones and social media in our faces all day long, it's impossible to ignore how we look, even if we try not to pay any attention to it. As women, people judge us a lot of times based on how we look. How we look. There are studies that show that women who are considered more attractive get more job opportunities. Other women say that they have to fit a standard or they don't even get a shot at a certain position. So which is it? And is it making us healthier? That's the other question. When does self-improvement become obsession? Let's find out what our panel has to say. Joining me is Sky Landish. She's the founder and owner of Strip and Fitness. She's an MMG model, and she's also a TV personality. Sky, great to have you on the show. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming back. Also with us is Dr. Dominic Sportelli. He's a double board certified psychiatrist and a medical correspondent. Dr. Sportelli, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. We, all, we appreciate it. Also with us is Amina Orr. She's a recording artist, a business owner, and a former model and exotic dancer. Zamina, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me as well. We appreciate it. Um, Scott, let me start with you on this because you're in a lot of these entertainment fields and also modeling. How important is a woman's image? It's extremely important, mostly to women because social media has become a thing. So with social media, since it's all photo-based, all video-based, the image is very important to society now. And Dr. Sportelli, are we paying more attention to it? And is that what's causing women to pay more attention to it? Or has it always been there? Looks have always been important. Lisa, it's always been there. The difference now, though, is that we are always on 24-7. And I think Sky made a great point. Social media is so, it's such a big part of everyone's lives. Think about this. You post a picture on social media, you're getting thumbs up, likes. It's, you're being judged and crit potentially criticized 24-7. The way that you look on social media is really setting how you feel about yourself. And it's all images, right? It's not who you really are as a person, it's images. So I'm gonna go with the social media aspect of things completely blowing this up. And it really affects our, how we feel about ourselves in a real way. Tremendously. Let's think about this for a second. And, you know, I want to talk as a psychiatrist, what is body image, right? It's an important, it's an important definition. But your body image is, is how you perceive that other people see you. That may or may not be correct, right? That may be biased by so many things. And you know what it's biased by? It's biased by your mood, your peers, your parents, judged by, you know, so many other people. And back in the day, right? It used to be magazines. You open a magazine and see a model. Now, 24-7. Instagram, Facebook, all these things. It's just all over the place. You can't get away from it. It's all there and you can't get away from it. Zamina, as a woman in the entertainment industry, how important is how you look? It's definitely important. Um, I believe it's important in many different aspects. Even before there was Instagram or Facebook, uh, how I made a living as an exotic entertainer, I had to survive based off how I looked. So if I didn't fit the bill in terms of looking a certain kind of way, I wasn't making any money. So I started to look at myself and according to people and how they looked at me and if they were going to give me money for that night, I kind of would go home sometimes sulking like, 
oh my goodness, maybe I should fix this or maybe I should enhance this because I looked at the girls that they were giving the money to and I'm like, all right, well, this girl, I noticed the similarity, she had a bigger butt or she had bigger boobs or, you know, her hair was done like this. And I normally, you know, I don't, I, when I first started, I didn't wear makeup. I had like naturally curly hair. And um, I was just a natural girl that was very gullible to a lot of different things and pressures that, you know, us women have to go through. And then as I started to realize, oh my gosh, like I'm not making any money at all doing this. And I really, you know, I-, I Being myself, yeah, essentially being myself. Exactly, being myself, the natural person that I was born to be. I, you know, it was like pressure for me before Instagram or Facebook to like try to have to compete. So I was like, all right, well, now let me try to straighten my hair when I go to work. Now let me try to enhance this. So now I'm looking at doctors trying to figure out ways to enhance certain things and it all started from there. And that's where it started. Yeah. Sky, the, um, you, you lost a lot of weight mm -hmm. at one point and did it naturally. Yes. And, but now when you look at what's happening, you know, you see there's, there's this thing called, still this thing called thin privilege where thin is in in a lot of ways. And that yet there are, are you know, thick is still admired by a lot of people and desired, but there's also more clothes, you know, plus sizes yeah. and this what you call body positive movement. What, what's really going on here? Because you, you train women also. Mm -hmm. You, you know, you have your facility and your fitness studio. So, Lisa, when I was 65 pounds heavier, I don't think thick was in. I, um, there wasn't plus size, you know, places you could go. Like Forever 21 now has a plus size portion of their store. Certain stores have that, you know, portion in their store, and you can go there and feel comfortable and get cute outfits. When I started, that didn't exist. You went to maybe, you know, a store that you didn't want to go into to get plus size cute clothes. So... I was like, I want to be thinner. Um, that was how it started. I want to fit into this bathing suit. I want to look a certain way. And then I just wanted to get healthier after a while because potty positivity started. And it was like, be healthy in the skin that you're in. And you just really wanted to look the part, but you also wanted to feel the part. And that's what I went with. That's what I teach my ladies. I teach them, you know, it's okay to want to be thin. It's okay to want to look a certain way, but it's really important that you feel that way and that you're happy with how you look. So do you believe as a fitness expert and, and coach for women, do you believe that, you know, size, size six can be as healthy as a size 16 or 26? So I feel like I, I, I'm not here to judge. I feel like at size 26, was I healthy? No, I wasn't. Um, you can be, you know, depending on your eating habits, you might just eat more than I do. Um, I don't feel like a size 26 would be 100% healthy, depending on your habits, but I would have to know your ha your habits. I don't feel like a size six might be healthy, depending on your habits. You know, it really depending is, on how you're maintaining so, exactly, it, right? Depending on how you're maintaining it. Um, I feel like you have to know that your diet is a clean diet, your lifestyle is a clean lifestyle, and you're really trying to get as healthy as possible. Dr. Sportelli, we're in, the, we're in this era right now where, you know, we're not supposed to judge people. People aren't supposed to, don't want to, nobody wants to be judged, but it still seems like it's okay in a lot of places to body shame women. Oh, body shaming is tremendous. You know where I see this a lot? With adolescents. I see this with like middle schoolers and high schoolers where they're body shaming people online, which is, it's bullying. I mean, it's cyberbullying. And it, it has a, an incredible detrimental effect on people with depression and anxiety. Do you know statistically, the more time that you spend on social media, the more likely you're gonna experience anxiety and depression. These are all statistical, wow. statistically mm -hmm. true, right? Wow. You know, wow. I, I, I think didn't know that. it's absolutely true. The more time that you spend on social media, the more likely you're going to be depressed or anxious because you're constantly comparing. Comparing yourself. the comparison. You know, my, my thing is social media is my life is better than yours.com. That's oh what gosh. I call it, right? Think about it because yeah. everybody's kind of posting, 
you know, this perfect life. Another thing that I've heard, it's a really funny saying, it's called duck syndrome. Do you ever see a duck on a lake and they look beautiful and they're just kind of coasting along perfectly? You don't see what their little feet are doing under the, under the water right. with like the turbulent water, right. right? So social media is like a duck. You look perfect on the outside, but you have no idea what's going on on the inside. Mm. This is superficial representation it's, it's superficial. of everybody, right? Yeah. And now you're trying to compete with a false ideal. It's not real. It's yeah. not real. Zamina, what about that in terms of the, the impact that the social media, because a lot of the pictures, you know, there's a big thing too about people using apps to change their pictures. Yeah. You can change your body shape, with, yes. you know, all these types of things. I mean, I definitely feel like that is that is 100% true um, because I find myself, now that he's saying it, yeah. I do find myself constantly feeling like I, everything in life that I'm doing is not quick enough, is not fast enough. You know, I'm trying to get to where I want to go, but I feel like I'm moving like a snail. And then I see, you know, this person and their accomplishments, and I'm happy for them. But then I start questioning, like, oh my gosh, why is it that I'm not at that level yet? Or why it's haven't I comparison? Mm -hmm. yes. What the doctor was talking yeah. about with yes. the comparison. And then it makes you kind of feel like, you know, maybe I need to start doing this, and maybe I need to start doing that, so that way I can try to reach that level. So I definitely understand what you mean. Mm -hmm. But in terms of, you know, that I'll, I'll definitely keep that in mind from now on and try to stay away from <laughs> social media a little bit more. Kind of hard, hard to do in the entertainment. Yeah. We need to take a short break. Yeah. Kind of hard to do in our uh, in our world and also in the entertainment uh, entertainment industry. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host Lisa Evers. We'll be right back. Hey yo, this is Pat Post with Lisa Evers. Put your thinking caps on, Street Soldiers. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about the female body and our images. Is self-improvement enough these days, or do you need to become obsessed with how you look in order to be happy? Let me introduce our panel to you. Sky Landers is joining us. She's the founder and owner of Strip and Fitness. She's an MMG model and also a TV personality. Sky, great to have you. Thank you. Also with us is Dr. Dominic Sportelli. He's a double board certified psychiatrist and medical correspondent. Dr. Sportelli, thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thank you. Also with us is Zamina Orr. She's a recording artist, a business owner, former model, and exotic dancer. Zamina, thanks so much for being with Glad us. Glad to be here. Let me ask you this. Um, are we ever good enough anymore in 2018, in this era? Are we ever good enough? Do you ever get to the point where you can go like, I'm where I want to be, this is the body, I love my body, or is it constant reminders every day of, I could have done this, I could have done that, I could have changed this, I could have changed that. Sky, what about that? Um, for me, I feel like I'm, I'm good enough. I feel like I'm where I want to be, but that's because I'm being myself. I, I'm not, I haven't ever enhanced myself. I've always been true to myself. If my hair isn't the way I like it, then I'm like, this is just a bad hair day. It's not me personally um and i'm completely okay with being natural because that's how i was made that you know and i think it has a lot to do with how you were raised too sometimes or what you watch because if i watch a lot of things on instagram then i start to question myself but then i draw it back to no i'm being myself this is okay you're supposed to be yourself in society that's why you were made zamina what about that do you do you feel that, that comparison factor and that factor like i'm never good enough do you feel that way sometimes also well, I definitely did feel like that at one point in time. Like I said, when I was in the environment of the club, um, it was a lot of comparison because it was a living for me. So it was a source of income. So I always was in a position where I felt like I needed to always improve on things because that would make my income increase. So it was a little different. Now that I'm no longer in that environment, I'm able to look at myself and um, just see like I, the things that I've done in terms of enhancements I can honestly say I'm like, all right, 
you did go, you did go a little overboard <laughs> with certain things, but that's where you know I'm at now. With I, I want to actually fix certain things and put things where I'm comfortable now. You know, I'm comfortable in my skin no matter what, but now I just want to put it where I actually like it versus where I was trying to appease a customer before. Now it's like, what do I like? Look in the mirror and see what it is that I particularly want to fix for myself and not for others now. So have your body reflect where you're at in your life and your career at this point? Is that what you're saying? Definitely. Definitely. Because, I mean, before, the attention, well, the non-attention that I was, was not receiving, um... It, it pretty much showed me. A lot of people on social media are always telling me like, oh, you know, with the whole body shaming thing, there's such a thing as surgery shaming. So people will say like, oh, I prefer natural, I prefer this, but let's just be real. I have a million followers on Instagram. Do you think that's for no reason? They like the enhancements that I have. So it's like, it kind of contradicts itself when they say that because I'll go look on their page and that's the same person that's following me. And then I'm like, oh wait, matter of fact, if I look even further into the messages, they've been trying to get my attention for the last past couple of well, months. Well, let's talk about that because it's exaggerated in terms of pictures, in yeah. terms of getting likes, in terms of people looking at it, the more exaggerated the shape is. You know, what used to be an hour, hourglass shape or it was just called curvy is now, and you're an example of it, yeah. you, you know, you've got the super, super hyper curves yes. and stuff. And did you find your followers increase the more you did? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, my followers, like, tripled. Like, it, it was, I was just like, wow. When like, you had butt surgery, really... you mean, but like, what was, was there one surgery that you had that just kind of um, put you well, over the edge? or? Well, yeah, I had gotten some liposuction because I just kind of felt like my midsection had gotten bigger after, you know, just making poor choices with eating and stuff like that. Um, life. Mid, yeah, life, exactly. <laughs> <Time>. Depression <laughs> eating sometimes <laughs> from watching Instagram and comparing myself sometimes. But yeah, so my midsection had gotten bigger and I wanted to get some liposuction. I got liposuction and from there I just was like, okay, now my waist is looking really small and it's accentuating everything else that I have going on. So therefore my boobs are looking, you know, extra perky now. My but is looking extra bigger because my waist is like super tiny. And then I got like a lot more, uh, even celebrities hitting me up like, oh my gosh, you know, hi, how are you? Like so much more attention than I was getting before. And I was like, I think I'm onto something here, you know? So it, it started to make me realize as much as people claim that, you know, they want the natural, is just as much as they enjoy the fake. Right. Honestly. You know, what she's Dr. Telling, what about this? Honestly, listen, what, what you're explaining to me from a psychological standpoint makes so much sense because you're getting reinforced, you're getting rewarded for doing those things to your body because you're getting more viewers, right? Yes. So guess what that does to you? It makes you probably want to do more, right? It's, it's super, super important. I think we're talking about like, are we really happy? You know, what's going on here? I want to make a point that there's a very big difference between self-esteem and self-image. That's huge. And like, I, I, explain that to us. Yeah, for sure. So, so self-image is the way that you perceive yourself, right? It's part of your self-esteem. Self-esteem is your overall values about how you view yourself, your value to life and society and family and friends. The problem becomes is if your self-image starts to take on more and more weight with your overall self-esteem, then you're in big trouble because you have nothing else to fall back on. Because look, here's the truth, guys. We're all aging. We're all going to get gain some weight. We're yes. going to get some wrinkles and all this. But if you're not focused on the aspects of yourself, like your intelligence, your 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 um, achievements in, yes. in music, your you know your kind, your sincere, mm -hmm. you know your giving person, um, you're in big trouble. You can't just focus on your physical. So your self-image is part of your self-esteem. 
but it can't be too heavily weighted. Sky, what about that? Because you have a bachelor's degree in psychology, mm -hmm. and which you didn't need to be a model and you didn't need to, to do a lot of the things that you're doing, but I'm sure helps you every day dealing with people. But in terms of the emphasis on, so much for women, I feel now too, especially for the impact on our young girls is, what you look like is more important than what you actually are. Like how educated you are. What you know? Do you speak different languages? Are you interested in people? Do you have a personality? So you know. I feel like as I've grown, I've realized fitness and life is about body, mind, soul, and I'm really big on that. Is making sure your body is right with your mind, is right with your soul. And so there's portions that you know we talk about. I talk with my ladies, and um, it's like okay, it's cool to make sure your body's all good, but are you meditating? Are you making sure that you're taking an hour for yourself and dedicating to yourself and not on Instagram and not doing all these things? Is your soul okay? Are you making sure you know, you're know you eating right? Are you making sure you're, you're doing the hobbies you wanna be doing? That doesn't involve social media, doesn't involve other people. Um, I think it's really important that they all match each other because if you're just focused on body, then your mind and your soul isn't gonna feel. And then you become, yeah. you become obsessed with it. Exactly, you become obsessed with one thing and then you do start to look to other people like oh, okay this is what makes me better they show me more attention so i feel better yes. no because you need to still go home by yourself and be by yourself and that's what's most important is that you have to answer to yourself and that balance is super important it's such a great point and and again i work a lot i work with adults but i also work with kids and adolescents and families and you brought, brought up a great point that part of this learning is through your parents mm -hmm. right and and with kids do you know that 80 percent of 10 year olds are afraid of being fat 10 years old, right? I can't imagine having been female, 10 years old and have to worry about that. Imagine that. So by the time a female is in middle school, they 70% have two to three body parts that they wish they could change in middle school, mm -hmm. right? So this starts very young, and this yes. is something that can get worse and yeah. worse over time. And that's why it's so important, like as parents and, and adults and big brothers and big sisters, we have to make sure that we're pointing out value systems in our young adults that it's not, you know, you're brilliant and you're artistic and you know, you have so many other attributes about you that make who make you who that you are. That your external is just yes. one of them. It's, one. it's not the it's sum total thing, of it. And it's not everything. But that's not the way our society I, is, right? It's sad. It's, it's really, really I've sad. I've suffered with that a lot. Um, that was something that I actually suffered with. And as a, as a, as a child? As No, as Teenager? an adult. As an adult, actually. Oh, wow. um, where, like I said, it wasn't until I got into the industry that that's when I finally started to, like, pick at myself, mm -hmm. literally. And I was, like, going home, tearing myself apart. I even honestly had bought bleaching cream at one point in time. I never used it, but I bought bleaching cream at one point in time because in New York at some of the clubs, you know, I was noticing that some of the more lighter skinned females were, right. you know, what we would call winning in the club. They were making a lot more money and it was just like no matter, even with the enhancements, it was like I couldn't win. So I was just and like, And that was wow. regardless of the clientele? What, what race of the clientele didn't matter? Regardless of the clientele. So then, you know, at one point in time, it did become an addiction, like where I was like, okay, I, I, I need to fix this. Maybe I did blonde wig, a blonde wig today. Maybe I should do a black wig tomorrow. All right, I, I already enhanced this. Maybe I should go a cup size bigger. Maybe I should have, and then I started to question myself. And then literally, like, when I left the club, and even, like, right before I started to leave, because I just got tired. I was so drained mentally. I was just like, you know what? Enough. Enough. I looked at myself, and then I looked at old pictures, and I'm very honest with my fan base. I posted old pictures of myself, because I didn't want to lie. I let them see what I used to look like and what I look like now. And regardless of whatever, because I would be doing the same thing if I look at myself now and say, oh my gosh, what did I do to myself? I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy with who I am right now. I'm happy with how I look right now. 
And I took the time to start doing things like meditating. I, sometimes I, I don't even do my hair. Like you said, I don't do my hair. And I'll go outside and I'm just so comfortable, even if I'm wearing sweatpants or whatever it is. Because I started to take the time to just not look at all of this and just focus on why my child loves me. Yeah. She doesn't care about my, my weave. She doesn't care about my lashes when they come off. She doesn't care about my clothes, my breasts, my butt. She doesn't care about that. She cares about the person that I am. And I have so much things to offer. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> All right, on that, that's, that's yeah. so sweet. That's really sweet. Yeah. Um, this is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be right back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Salute. This is General Steele from Smith & Wesson. And right now, you're listening to Street Soldiers with your girl, Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people. Only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're focusing on the female body image issues. What are we doing wrong? What can we be doing right? And we've got an amazing panel to talk about just that. Joining me is Sky Landish. She's a founder and owner of Strip and Fitness. She's an MMG model and a TV personality. Sky, great to have you with us. Lisa, thanks for having me. Also with us is Dr. Dominic Sportelli. He's a double board certified psychiatrist and medical correspondent. Dr. Sportelli, great to have you on the show. Also with us is Zamina Orr. She's a recording artist, a business owner, a former model, and exotic dancer. Zamina, great to have you with us. Glad to be here. Thank you so much. What about the, the, the children, the reality shows, whether it's the Kardashians, whether it's all of our love and hip hop shows, whether it's all of the other ones that are out there growing up this, growing up that. The images, you know, we see people going through life, but everybody's perfectly made up. They have cute outfits. They're, you know, almost, they may be going through trauma, but they've got the latest shoes on or whatever it is. Dr. Sportelli, what does that do to what we think reality it's, is? It's false expectations of this ideal that doesn't exist. And that's what kids are seeing. And then that's what they're basing their value system on and who they are. And that's what they're going to base their self-esteem. We talked about body image. So then if, if this child grows up thinking, if I don't have that bag, or if I don't look that way, or if I'm a little fat, I'm not good enough. So they're weighting all of that self-esteem on just the image. That's what they're learning. And feeling inadequate. And feeling inadequate, absolutely. Sky, in, term, in terms of the, what's acceptable in different cultures and different elements of society, because you move through all sorts of segments of society, tell us about that. Um, I just feel like with, um, with television and everything, Personally, when I experience it, um, I feel like most of the backlash I got was from kids. And I knew they were hiding behind Instagram accounts. And they would follow me, like you said earlier. Yeah. You'd be, and they would, they would give me, like, backlash. And then I would go and I would see a bunch of filters. And I would see that they love these, you know, personalities. And, I mean, it, it was really hard for me. That was one of the times that I did question myself. And yes. I questioned, like, if I was going about things the right way. Because I went on TV with being natural. I didn't put any wigs in my hair. I didn't do anything to myself. I really went natural in who I was. And it was a test for me to see how much backlash I would get in comparison to other people who do do it. And I got a ton, my curly hair. There was a bashing session on that. It was, it was really bad. And you natural hair. They natural were, hair. Why didn't you do something to your Yeah. And you, it's a part of our culture, but right. it wasn't accepted on, on a social media and on TV. So it was confusing to me because they think you're supposed to be made up. You're supposed to look a certain way because these people, aspire to be you or TV is making 
these kids want to be like that and they're striving for it. Isn't it incredible that an adolescent who has no idea who you are looks at a picture, comments, and it hurts. It hurts. And I'm not judging. I, I, it hurts. But right? that they're but even it, paying it attention access. to that. Why aren't, why aren't they playing sports? Why aren't they studying music? Why aren't they studying? Why aren't they doing, you know, hanging out with their friends and having fun? I've cried so many days. Like, literally, I've cried plenty of days. I'm just kind of, like, immune to it at this point now. My skin is just, is just so tough. Um, it's just certain low points where it's like, you know, my daughter, please don't talk about her. Just please leave her out of it. You know, just say whatever you want about me. I can handle it. But, you know, besides that, I mean... When it comes down to it, I have this thing that I, I, I really want to put out there, and it's especially what you're talking about depression. Mm -hmm. It's called like my the Get Happy Movement. And with the Get Happy Movement, what I want to encourage and what I want to push out there is for you to do whatever it is that makes you happy and for us to encourage each other to do what it is, as long as it's healthy and it's not going to harm you. And with positive, get you, you arrested, know, right. yes, positive, yeah, exactly, and get you arrested or in trouble, you know, that we can positively not shame each other for decisions we make from if you want to be natural with your hair, even if you want to put a weave in. Whatever it is, if you want to stay natural with your body or if you would like to have certain enhancements here or there. It should as be okay. As long as it's not. Yes, I don't feel that we should shame anybody for any decisions that they make because I just feel that at the end of the day, I have to live with myself. I have to walk this life. You don't have to. So it's easy for you to say, oh, I don't like that or you shouldn't do this. Well, thank you for your opinion, but I didn't quite ask for it. So with that being said, I'm going to live my life the way I see fit. And you know, you can either give me an encouraging word, which I would love so I can give you an encouraging word. But even if you don't, I'm still going to give you encouraging words anyway, because I'm a positive person like but, that. But what about, and, and, and as a mother, are you concerned yes. like, you know, of, of a daughter? It's like you look at a lot, there are cosmetic procedures now that are after the after the Kardashians and yes. Kylie Jenner and everything that are being marketed to young girls like yes. in there that are even younger than high school yes. you know that and there that message is coming up very early at a very vulnerable point of your you know of your development yes. you know when you don't really know who you are are you worried about that no. like they're they're marketing those the way they market you know they marketed alcohol marketed cigarettes no. marketed other things I'm in the not past. I'm not worried about it at all because this is how I tell my daughter I tell my daughter that I love her and I am going to love you no matter what decisions you make. Mommy's gonna always tell you what I think in my opinion, but at the end of the day, it's ultimately your decision and I'm gonna embrace you and I'm gonna stand behind you for whatever decision you choose to make no matter what. Because I don't want her to ever feel like, oh, well, my mother says that you know she doesn't like that, so because she has her decision, that her decision to weigh so heavily on me that I have to go according to what she wants me to do. I want her to be her own individual. And even with me doing what I do, some people like, they like to say like, oh, you were a dancer. How would you feel if your daughter did that? Well, guess what? I do everything I do at this point with her in mind. And even before then, I made sacrifices so that way she would never have to walk in my shoes. But if ever there was a time that she said, mommy, this is what I want to do, I'm going to love her regardless. And, and I'm going to embrace her. And that's a mother's love. And that's, exactly. That's a, that's a beautiful thing. Dr. Sportelli, in terms of the images, though, we're talking about that. And some of these 10-year-olds and 11-year-olds and 12-year-olds, they don't understand that that waist, that that, that super tiny 24-inch waist with the 20, with the 48 or 50-inch hips and everything, that 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 comes from surgery. Do, as their body's developing, as they're going through that developmental, you know, puberty, does that have an effect on them? It's, it's such a vulnerable time. And I think, I mean, first of all, you want to say you sound like an awesome mom and, and what Thank you're doing you. is you're setting an amazing foundation for your daughter with this self-esteem that we're talking about so 
if you can set up the self-esteem for young kids, they'll be less vulnerable to these these things that they'll realize this isn't everything, right? So, so I think, you know, the more time kids spend on social media, the more body images they have, more body images issues they have, right? You know, this industry is a multi-billion dollar industry and it capitalizes on people's insecurities. Right, okay? there's something wrong this, with you and we can sell you what it is, is to so fix it, right? dangerous. Because here's the thing, and this is the fact that you hope people realize. I was a fitness model, I was a personal trainer, I was a men's health model, I did all that stuff. And I promise you, once you get that six pack, you think it's gonna make you happy, but it's not. It's not. If you're not happy with who you are, this is something in psychiatry that we call the hedonic treadmill, right? You think that next thing that you need to get or do or be is gonna make you happy, and once you get there, it lasts for a little while, and then it goes away. Then you need that next thing. So you need the six pack, right? Then you need the nice, the nice butt, right? Or you want the boob implants. You're not gonna be happy unless you have that foundation in yourself. It's called the hedonic treadmill. It's an important concept. Wow. Sky, in terms of when, when you had that extra 65 pounds on, I mean, you're a gorgeous woman. You were one of the top modeling agencies in the, in the country. But when did you notice a different, tell us about the different reactions from people as you were on your losing weight journey. Yeah, 1,000%. I mean, when I was heavier, I didn't get to pick who I wanted. Um, like she said earlier, once I lost weight, I had people in my DMs trying to go on dates with me. Uh, I mean, a lot of athletes, a lot of started dating me where as before they wouldn't even look my way you know so i kind of had this power now that i didn't feel like i had before it was a certain power that was given to me where it was like oh i can pick and choose who i want now yeah. um i'm not not to say that you can't when you're 65 pounds heavier because i know you know yeah. there but there's when, right in 2008 when i was 215 pounds i i didn't have options i there wasn't anybody checking for me so it was like you know i got cheated on i, I went through the works and a lot of times, one of my, my ex-boyfriends told me, you could be a 12, but you'll always be a 7 because you don't, you don't take care of your health and you don't work out. And once I dumped him, I, got, I ended up losing all my weight. And I was like, you know, ha-ha. This is, <laughs> but, it, you know, at first, it was the hard. The revenge Yeah, diet. it was revenge. It was all The breakup diet. Which yes. is great motivation, by the way. Sometimes, um, totally. But, you know, you have to eventually do it for yourself. After three months of me feeling revenge, I was like, I got to start doing this for myself because... Right. I'll get bored after three months. I need something else. I need to find new motivation, and it just became myself. How many, how many of the women that come to you, come to your your studio, the strip and fitness? It's it's they, there was a breakup, or the guy cheated on them, uh, or uh, there was something. A, a lot of women, and I love it because it it, it kind of lets me relive it a little bit. Where it's like I know it hurts, but once you, you're in a good yeah, place, you're actually. in a great place a new to start. find motivation. Right. One thousand percent. That that's yeah. that's so awesome, yeah. Dr. Sportelli. In terms of the in terms of the reaction from other people, we've been talking about social media but there's also i'm sure you 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 know better than i do that studies that show that thinner people get more opportunities Listen, the halo, in, in any the halo field effect, not just right the halo effect like an angel's halo that's a true psychiatric psychological phenomenon that people that are perceived more physically attractive are attributed better other qualities like you think that they're more intelligent or you think that you know they're better at their job or things like that which is not, not true yeah. right it's called the halo effect so if you're tall and and pretty it's like wow she must really have her stuff together in the meantime you might have no idea what you're talking the person about. could be a hot mess yeah exactly. and, and totally exactly and, and that's that's a sad unfortunate yeah. you know kind of you with know, the whole thinner thing that you're like saying i just like you reminded me I, we were basically talking about thinner and thicker women that have surgery Right. I kind of find it funny that, you know, there's a lot of people, 
in the industry especially, just period, that have surgery. The thinner ones, let's look at the Kardashians, right? I love them all. Kylie has had surgery, and so has Kim. But if we look at the both of them, who has gotten more of, you know, bashing treatment towards her having surgery? It is the thicker sister, which is Kim. Why is it that it's more acceptable? Because Kylie has had surgery just as well as Kim, but she's the thinner one, and nobody really has much to say about that in terms of anything negative. But with Kim, it's like we're always seeing something about, oh, look at her, she looks bad. Even with me, I'm you know, a person that I'm very honest about my surgery, and I, I say that I've had surgery, I don't hide from it. But with me, because I'm a thicker person, even when I do my music videos, I can wear the same outfit as a thinner person, and I'm not, and I promise you, I'm like just walking or even doing any sort of dance move. And they're like, oh my gosh, what is she doing? She's doing too much. Or I, I get looked at as, oh, she needs to cover up, or she, why? Why do I have to do, you know, something where I, I have to cover up or do, I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything sexual. So it's like, it, you, you kind of still put in a position where you're, because you're a thicker person, made to feel like, you know, you should be ashamed or like, and I just feel like it's like that double standard in the surgery world as well, where if you're thicker and you had surgery, it's a shameful thing. But if you're thinner, it's acceptable, which is not cool. All right, yep. this is Street Soldiers. Uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. What up? This is Trey Songz, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, real people, only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about female body images, the pressures and the reality that so many women and even our young girls are facing. Joining me for this conversation, Sky Landish. She's the founder and owner of Strip and Fitness. She's an MMG model and a TV personality. Sky, Great to have you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being with us. Also with us is Dr. Dominic Sportelli. He's a double board certified psychiatrist and a medical correspondent. Dr. Sportelli, great to have you with us. Thank you. Also joining us is Amina Orr. She's a recording artist, business owner, and a former model and exotic dancer. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. Let's, let's talk about sex and body image. Sky, you said that when, you know, th the thinner you got, the more attention you got from the opposite sex and the more choices you had with men. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like as I lost weight, specifically with, um, and, and I was raised, I'm, I'm half black and half white, um, but I was raised Caribbean for the most part. And in my culture, I feel like thick is acceptable. It wasn't until I got thinner that I realized, um, you know, other cultures were noticing me and, and also trying to talk to me, which was weird to me because I didn't realize it until I got thin, um, that, you know, now I'm more accepted in other places. And different, mm -hmm. in different cultures exactly. and di different standards. Dr. Mm -hmm. Sportelli, what about that? Our idea of beauty changing now? Oh, listen, culturally, things are so different. It's amazing when you study the cultural differences in what's perceived beauty. There are countries in the Middle East where, where obese men are deemed more, um, you successful, know, successful right? because they're eating well and they're doing well, right? Right. And and there are cultures where you know the people don't want to tan and get darker because they don't want darker skin. It's it's so incredibly different culture to culture, and I think that's that's a really great point. I think one one concern or question that I have for you guys is, when you guys get comments or criticisms online on like your Instagram or, or Facebook, is it more from women or men? Well. My following is mostly women, yeah. like 80%. So I, it's based, it's women for the most part. Zabina, so what about you? More um, women or men or? Okay, so it, it honestly is a mixture of both. Uh, the reason being is I'll have men that have 
been trying to talk to me and when I don't give them the attention that they want it's like oh forget they get you. nasty yeah forget you or right. either like when they call you out on the street and then the, exactly. you don't respond and then exactly. oh you're not that hot anyway exactly right, right, you're not right, that right. cute anyway <laughs> or either let's say if like I've even heard some stories in real life where they are looking at my page and their wife or their girlfriend walks in and they're getting in trouble like oh babe no 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 let me comment now and tell her because no she, we've had some pretty sexy yes I do sexy. I do I do like oh no no this is not even my type oh no she look at look at those breasts they're way too big or look at that butt I would never and it's like but you're following me you know and then with the woman then now they're on to the fact that all these men are looking at me and they're seeing all the things that I'm and they doing want to see right yeah they're seeing all the things I'm doing even if it is to like try to just See how the, the exactly. I'm, well, exactly. Let's, let, and let's talk. Let's talk about the. Let's talk about the surgery. Yes. The surgery aspect. Dr. Sportelli, when you have an ab, you know, when you you have a lot of fat taken out of your body in certain places, and you have other filler, you know, body fillers, other fat, whatever they use, you know, to give you those those hyper curves. What is does that have any kind of effect yes, on your on your yes, frame? Yes. Yes. In your health. Yes. Right. These are invasive procedures. All throughout history, we can see, and I can point out. People have been doing invasive things to their bodies for the sake of looking good and at the risk of their bodies for so long. We can use medications. People use hormones to change their bodies, right? Then you can go into surgical stuff, like all types of surgical procedures, fillers and Botox and all these things. Here's the truth. We know that fillers over time, guess how ironic this is? They actually make you look older over time because they fill your skin, weight your skin down, and cause more wrinkles over time. So it's a quick oh, wow. fix, right? But I don't know that the plastic surgeon's gonna tell you that, right? Because they, <laughs> yeah. want, they want to make the money that they're making, yeah. right? So yes, these things have repercussions for sure. Now let's, look, if you go under the knife, general anesthesia and major surgery, there's risk. Yes. You're putting yourself at unnecessary risk for a physical trait. And and I think there has to be a line drawn somewhere. You yeah. think we got too casual about it? Because some people talk about going to, for surgery like they're going to a dentist. Now it's like a medispa. You go yeah. same day surgery, right. you get a facelift. I got a facelift this morning, right? And then you yeah. come home. I mean, it's, it's I mean really what, what about where industry. you're at with it? Because you, you're very open yes. about this. Yes, I'm very um, open about it. Actually, I'm going to uh, Dr. on Park Avenue. I'm going to actually have some stuff done. I um, If you're interested in finding out what I'm going to have done, you can... Check Follow my me Instagram on Instagram. Page. Exactly. Check well, my tell, Instagram page. But downsizing, you're saying? Uh, yeah, I was going to downsize. I'm not going to say what I'm going to downsize. But if you would like to see what, it, what I'm going to have downsized, I'm actually going to go live and I'm going to really let everyone in on seeing the behind the scenes on everything. So, you wow. know, yeah, I'm going to go live with it and let people really see. And then I'm going to do the big reveal and let people in on what I had downsized. So a lot of my fans, because I've talked to them about that before, and I'm like, oh, I want to reduce this. And they're like, no, please, please don't. Don't do this to me. You can't do this. And I'm like, do this to you. This is my body. Like, what do you mean? So I decided, yeah, I'm going to go to Dr. Done my research on him, and he's amazing. He's on Park Avenue. I'm excited about it, and I'm doing it because with me being a recording artist, I noticed that uh, when I go to dance or when I go to move and do certain choreography, my, like, you know, my body is just kind of getting in the way of what I want to do. And then it, it just, it's kind of hindering me at this point. So, you know, it was it was good when I needed it in, in that other lifestyle of exotic entertaining. But now that I'm moving into and escalating as a recording artist, I feel that you know it's time for me to take it. Okay, to but we a also need level. to we also need to talk about the danger the dangers of surgery too because we oh, saw yeah. we yeah. saw uh, there was a mother of two beautiful little girls in Harlem yes. 
who died because she went to the DR. She had the surgery. Yeah. She got very, very sick. Not the DR. She went to the. We've so had those cases. I, I she, went did, there. she had it done right here in in Manhattan, and she got she got very sick and suddenly in 24 hours, and then she died. And she was like 32 two years old. I mean, I think I my mother's a nurse. She's been a nurse my whole life, and I think that was one of the reasons why I never went to get surgery. I mean, I have I have stretch marks on my breasts. I have stretch marks everywhere. I could, you know, if I wanted to tighten, I have from weight loss. I have seven or eight stretch marks on my stomach, and I've never had a child. Yeah. Um, and you know, I could go get those things fixed, yeah. but. My entire life, she told me, once you do surgeries, you age yourself a little bit. Every time you go in under the knife, you age yourself just a little bit, even though it makes you look younger at the moment. There's always a risk, and you don't want to take risks with your body if you don't have to. And I don't feel like I have to, so I did it the natural way. I have friends. I love my friends who decide to do it other, other ways. It took me a long time. It took me eight to ten years. If you don't have that time and you don't feel like you want to wait that long, yeah, by all means, go get it done. But just know that there. Make sure you're doing it the right way. Make sure you're yeah. doing Dr. it the Sportelli, right way. Dr. Sportelli, tell us, tell us about that. Like, how do we, there's people advertise? They're advertising all over the place, and we'll finance it, and we'll. Yeah, it's, no. it's such a huge money-making industry, right? And, and again, they're capitalizing on people's inferiorities, and, and they're making a lot of money. My thing as a doctor, I'm telling you guys, because I know the training that's necessary, and the, and what I see, and it's actually kind of scary. If you leave the country, you have no idea what the credentials of this person or individual is that's doing that procedure. Procedure, yes. Right. So super, super careful with doing something like that. Even in the United States, look at the credentials of yes. the doctor that's doing this. Because, I agree. you know, I've seen, you know, regular primary care doctors doing a weekend certification in something and then doing it. Yes. Where you, so you have the difference. That's not between, the same. So what should you no, look for? You have the difference between someone that does a weekend certification or someone that spent seven or eight years in training, like a board certified plastic surgeon. So look for board certification in that specific specialty. So boards look for a board certified board surgeon yes. certified in that specific plastic yes. surgical aesthetic surgeon, right? Because you'll see anybody doing procedures now. Doctors will do it on the side for extra money. They'll do, you know, you could be like an emergency doctor by day and then doing Botox by night. I mean, really, you got to be careful. And then also in terms of the people that travel outside the country, because there's a lot of countries, you know, there's a lot of countries where they can go and get it done much, much, much less yeah. expensive. But what one case we heard about, there, it was an infection. The woman, you know, the woman got an infection yeah. in the makeshift operating you room. have no idea what the facility credentials are you have no idea what the doctor's credentials yeah. are you don't know what the history of that procedure is and infections yes they will kill you i've gone twice i've, I've gone twice and i've had surgery out of the country um when I first went, uh, I seen the price was very cheap, and I was very excited about it. I seen the pictures. Um, I, I I went by word of mouth. That's what I went by, and I was just like, okay, you said he's good. I see your work. I'll go. And then, you know, I started to realize when I got a box job, I was like, oh my gosh, that I shouldn't have did that. So, you know, e even back to what you said, like, you know. There's risk with everything. There's risk with staying natural if you choose to eat bad. There's risk with going to get surgery if you don't do your proper research on getting a board certified, you know, someone that's board certified. There's In that risk specialty. with everything. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about making the proper assessment, whether you choose to stay natural and eating healthy or whether you choose to get surgery and finding someone that is spe like specific on what they're doing, making sure that they're board certified. There's risk. You just have to know what risk you're willing to take and make sure that you do your proper research and just move forward and put God first, and that's it. Well, how 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 do you know though, Sky, when you when you go too far? 
Like when women become obsessed. Have you had any, any of the women come to the studio to strip in fitness and say, you know, they start out and then they get they get so into it and then now they're working out three times a day and they're, you know, yeah. going crazy. I mean, some of my ladies have lost 30. I opened my studio in May. One of my ladies lost 30 pounds since May, which is great because she had a baby and she really wanted to lose the baby That's weight. That's fantastic. Um, and she did it naturally and she can't afford to go get surgery. So, you know, the natural way is definitely more the, the affordable way. But... Um, I've had I have friends who went to go get their body done and they're like I did too much you know and I wish I didn't do this but I'm gonna live with it I'm gonna try to lose weight now and maybe it'll go down um, so you know you just have to like she said you have to understand what your risks are what you're willing to you know sacrifice and what you're willing to do and make sure it's safe everything you're doing is safe because even with fitness if you're working out incorrectly you can get hurt yeah. you know exactly. well, well anything but it's a yeah. lot yeah, but, but, but surgery is different you're there and you're you're, you're totally 100% vulnerable 100% control that's the only difference let's, that's not, just, let's not forget something there's something well we're never in control god is in control but you know. body dysmorphic <laughs> disorder and these are these are people. what does that mean right so body dysmorphic disorder is a, is a mental disorder where people actually are preoccupied on a body part or the way they look and they will literally just focus on that and obsess about it and think that they need to fix it. They'll undergo multiple surgeries because they're so obsessed with this. So that's when it becomes an obsession. It becomes an obsession. It can be dangerous. Is it affecting your life in a negative way? Are you focusing on this way too much? Are you getting repetitive procedures like on the same body part because it's never perfect? That kind of thing. And body dysmorphic disorder is no joke. People that have that have a 45 more time likelihood of suicide, mm -hmm. right? Because so you're just not happy. You're just not happy. You think, just like I said, you think you're going to be happy when you get that perfect nose or those perfect cheekbones, right? But you're not going to be happy. Well, I have to admit, I think I'll be happy when we have more time for the show because <laughs> right now we're out of time. But I want to thank you all for being with us. Uh, Sky so Landers, us. thanks so much for being thank with us. Dr. Dominic Sportelli, great to have you. And Zamina Orr, thank you so much thank for sharing you your story me. and being with us. We really appreciate it. And thank you for joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. Let's push for peace.